Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your Acme slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. I bought Monster House for $5. That's a steal. Woo! I also bought Book of Life for, I think it was like $12.99. These are used prices at Vintage Stock. Have you seen the Book of Life? I've not. It's I on HBO. really, really, really want to, and I've wanted to since it came out, and I'm, I'm still kicking myself that I missed it in the theater. And it's one of those ones that I'm about 99% sure I'm going to like it, so I just went ahead and bought it. Okay. And then I finally completed my Toy Story trilogy and bought Toy Story 2, which is my least favorite Toy Story movie and probably my fourth least favorite Pixar movie. There are things about it that I love, but I find it a classic frustration piece where it's all about obstacles and frustrations and that gets a little tiresome for me. It does have some funny parts and it does introduce Jesse, who I love, and you know, it, it's good. I just read webcomics. All weekend? Pretty much. I finished, mm. uh, well, caught up on Newman by Josh Ulrich. Mm-hmm. And uh, I basically completed season one of his other webcomic, Jackie Rose. Okay. Yeah. Are these free comics online? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of things like that that are yep. free? Wow. Dude, it's pretty you, cool. You can get all kinds like of they're free online. when you like pay for a website, nope. or it's just it, free. Down, download the app. So basically, it's exposure. Oh, so it's people basically putting their portfolio out there, saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. comic book publishers, look at my stuff. You yeah, should and give he, me a deal." He did a Kickstarter, I think, in 2015, mm-hmm. where if you donated to him, then you would get like a free copy of like his uh, comic, all kind of in one actual book. Oh, a printed bound a printed edition, form? and okay. I wish I would have known about that because oh, I would have bought one. Yeah. And I want to try, and I'm gonna email. He's got a website. I'm gonna email and see if I can get a couple copies. Nice. Probably like three copies, because I want one. I want to give one to a friend, mm-hmm. and then who knows about the second one? I mean, the third one. Maybe keep it a, in mint condition for. Well, maybe a keepsake. Some sort of. Some sort of giveaway? Some sort of giveaway, I maybe. think a giveaway, Josh King? If I could get it. if I, yeah, yeah. This, this is all... <clears throat> if I can get this thing, I would love to give it away because it's so freaking good. Cool. Uh, now, I know you're a story guy, and it's really all about the story for you, but how's the artwork in this webcomic? I love the artwork. Yeah? Yes. Cool. Um, in Newman, it's like they're all kind of like demons and stuff like that. Like he's mm-hmm. like a... He's a dwarf, but he shaves. He has to shave like five <laughs> times a day because he likes like the scruffy look. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like this 
uh, dark elf princess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. And then Jackie Rose, it's like an alternate 1940s Earth. Oh. So. It's got like that film noir look to it. Yeah, or? Uh, it's like they went airships. Oh, with this one. Cool. So like, there's all kinds of airships and stuff like that. Right. I like that kind it's of stuff. Cool. Kind of retro sci-fi kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like they go on a cruise mm-hmm. in the first one, but it's actually like an air cruise. Nice. So it's like this big, huge, like, um, what did uh, uh what's his face build? I don't know. What did what's his like, face build? Le- Leonardo DiCaprio played him. Uh, Howard Hughes. Oh, he Howard built Hughes. The, yeah. The whatever. Big, he built planes, plane. didn't he? The, the big plane that the he 747? did. The 747? Spruce Goose. Oh, the Spruce Goose. Yeah, he yeah, built the Spruce Goose. It's basically what this is. It's like the Spruce Goose, except mm-hmm. bigger and like a cruise ship, pretty much. Got so it. So it's really, really cool. Oh, nice. Well, maybe we can get our hands on that. Maybe we can give one away. Yeah, that hopefully. That would be sweet. That would be really Josh, sweet. if you're listening to this, help us out here. Hook us up. Yeah. But speaking of monsters and Newman... Yes. Maybe not Newman, but speaking of monsters and everything. Yeah. Welcome to Spooktober week number two. Yeah, episode eleven. I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. Welcome to the Animation Station podcast. Yeah. What episode is this, Gavin? Episode eleven. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, and we watched a fantastic little movie out of Sony Pictures Animation called Hotel Transylvania. Yep. We literally just walked from the other room where we finished watching it and are now recording with it all fresh in our minds. This, this was Josh's very first time seeing this movie, and uh, I think he enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm interested to get into this discussion. I want to start off with um, a little bit of background. But... Real quick, before we talk about Hotel Transylvania, okay. I think I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. No, Gav- sir. Gavin, I Gavin, insist. allow me. Go ahead. Okay, I will. Um, Hotel <laughs> Transylvania, uh, Sony Pictures, like I said. This is a movie from 2012, uh, so it's pretty recent. And um, the, the kind of notable things about it are, first of all, director. Gendy Tartakovsky. That was, this is a that guy was I a love. major surprise. Yeah, you were shocked. It's the first name you see in the credits, uh, you know, directed by Gendy Tartakovsky. And he has created some of the things I love, you know, more than anything else. And one of those things is Samurai Jack. It's one of my favorite things ever. That a, little clone, a those rare, clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Clone Wars micro-series. The overlooked micro-series because Absolutely. of the Clone Wars that followed it. Right, and it's hard to talk about it because everybody thinks you're talking about the long-running Clone Wars series, but no. That, you got to be like, the one where they don't talk, the one where they yeah. don't talk. The, the short little little bitty ones that are 2D. You think they're like three minutes. That's yeah. It. Anyway, Gendy is one of my favorites because he uh, really goes for super stylized looks and you know really kind of puts his signature stamp on everything and it's really interesting to see him in the world of 3d animation and you know how that kind of plays out you know i don't think it's purely gendy that we get in this movie because interestingly enough this movie was in production for six years and he was the sixth and final director that they brought in to actually direct it they brought him in late in the game i think it wasn't until 2011 and he more or less rewrote the script with adam sandler and his crew and kind of reworked it into what we know of it now 
but I think visually a lot of the, that stuff had already been developed. So yeah. he kind of helped finalize and sculpt the vision of it and, and gave it a little bit of that Tartakovsky touch. But I think it would be really fascinating to see him create a movie like this from the ground up, like we saw him do with things like Samurai Jack and Dexter's Laboratory and all those cool stylized things that he's done in the past. But in any case, yeah, I think he does a great job directing it. Do you think he added any of those like darker-esque elements? He quite to possibly it? could have. I don't know. I'd be interested to to read a little more deeply on it. Um, but I feel like really it was. It was much more of a writing job that he did when he came in. And, um, you know, they kind of brought in a lot of the humor and gave it kind of new life. Because I think before it was a little more serious. Uh, and I think they brought in just kind of more of that lightheartedness that you see in the movie. Okay. So I thought that was interesting. It, it had gone through so many directors along the way and, you know, kind of like, Frozen, and some of the other ones we've talked about that were in production forever, like uh, Tangled, you know, it was in production mm -hmm. for 14 years, and directors came and went, and, you know, things changed along the way, and finally you find that right combination, and it all comes together, and I think it did in this movie, and Gendy's a, a large reason for that, so. Nice. Way to go, Gendy. Um, so, interestingly enough, um, this has already spawned uh, a sequel in 2015, which was more successful uh, financially than the first one. It has already, they've already greenlit a third in the franchise, okay, which nice. comes out in 2018. And early next year, they've already greenlit a television series as well. Jeez. So Sony Pictures has a lot of faith in this franchise right now. And, you know, monetarily speaking, you know, the signs where, point where, towards where yes. Where are they going to put that? Where are they going to put what? The like series? The series. Are they, is it going to be like one of those... You know, you know better than me. I don't, I'm not aware of the TV cartoon landscape today. The I'm only thing not. I can think is maybe they'll keep it as like that... Uh, words are hard for me right now. Um, keep it kind of like the PlayStation exclusive type thing. Because I know they had that oh, one... Oh, like just for streaming? Yeah, and I know they had that maybe. one show. Can't remember what it was. It was about I the mean, since it is Sony... They could... They could yeah. do that. Um, I hadn't thought of it. Does Sony have any presence on TV? Like, do they own a TV station or anything like that? I'm not that I'm aware no? of. Okay. I didn't know because some of the other studios do, you know, like Fox and obviously I mean, Disney. Because I, I, I don't think they, they'll put it on Cartoon Network. You don't think they would? I don't know. I don't think it'll be a Cartoon Network thing. Hmm. Unless they, I mean, they could do a deal with Netflix. Yeah, that would be cool. Would I don't be... know. I mean, it, I, I found very little information on it besides it's kind of in the works and they've given it a green light and I, I don't know so anything beyond that. So it didn't give a 2017 release date like another television mm, no, it movie, did not. television series that's You want to jump in out. and talk about that uh, real quick? Yeah, so we did get a little bit of news out of Disney. Uh, let's see, we're recording this Saturday. So Friday the uh, October 7th, mm -hmm. Disney came out. Was this, now, I'm not 100%, was this at, you know, was this like a Comic-Con thing, or did they just decide to, like, throw this out there? Uh, I mean, it's because been the, in the work. It was announced a long time ago. Yeah, it, because it's, it was, it's like, already been known. like, one, like, a couple years ago, wasn't it? I don't know if they made the announcement there or not. I don't remember, but I'm, I've am i been aware of it for over a year. Okay. As far as something that they were 
in production with. I know they've already brought Mandy Moore in to speak. And Zachary Levi. Uh, to speak a lot their... of the key lines. I don't think they're doing all of the dialogue. Well, it, it, the thing, what I read was they brought, because this was the thing that was on uh, Variety, mm-hmm. and apparently they're bringing the blurb. There was, There's not a lot, because we don't know. The only information that we know is 2017. Right. I don't know, spring, summer, fall... Who knows when in 2017? Mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting that we're going to get more Tangled before we get Frozen. Yeah! Which is fantastic. <laughs> so, I'm all I mean, for it. Frozen can have a movie. Who cares? Right. But Tangled is going to be on TV. And if they have more <laughs> than like three seasons, they're going to hit that syndication. Yeah. And it's gonna, well, no, I'm just kidding. It's Disney Channel. Yeah, so they probably won't. It won't. And but, then you'll never be able to rent it anywhere. And we'll never be anywhere. able to see it again. Yeah. Come on, Disney. Give us your shows. Well, I don't know. This, since I wonder if the Netflix deal falls Maybe. under television series. You know, I'm still only seeing a slow trickle yeah, of new material come out. So I'm really still on the fence about whether this was actually an impactful deal that they did with Netflix. Anyway, that's a tangent. Let's get back to Hotel a Transylvania. Tangent. A tangle tangent. <laughs> but um, but no, <laughs> I like that. So let's talk about the cast. Holy cow! The only cast member I knew going into this was Adam Sandler. He was the only one I knew. Okay. Um, Did you pick up on any others as we watched? The because we stopped it at the credits so that he wouldn't see the name. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's his name? Uh, the guy. You said Andy Samberg. Yeah, but what was his, what's his character's name? Oh, um, gosh, I've already forgotten it. My oh, goodness. Wait, I've got it written down here. I've got it written down. Jonathan. Jonathan. So I know Jonathan sounded familiar, and I'm just like, I know that voice. I know that voice. I know that voice. And I, I just couldn't picture it. I was like, okay, I'll wait. And then we got to the very end, and... He sings that Lonely Island-esque song. I'm like, Andy Samberg, it's Andy Samberg. Yeah, and he actually wrote that song. It sounds H- like Him it. and Adam Sandler wrote a lot of it. Like, all the songs that were sung in the movie, like, one of them wrote. And then I kind of cheated a little bit. We Before we paused, I did see who was the... Because uh, Mavis. Yeah. Her name, like, she was really familiar, too. I was like, who is that? Who yeah. is yeah. that? And Selena Gomez. And she was actually a replacement. Do you know who the original voice was? Was it Mandy Moore? No, close. Who? It's another young star of a similar ilk that came out of a Disney show. Aubrey Plaza. Nope. Hilary Duff. Nope. Lizzie McGuire. Nope. God, there's a lot of Hannah, them. Hannah nope. Montana. There it is. Oh, it but, was Miley? but Miley Cyrus, yeah. <laughs> no, it was Hannah Montana. They were like, <laughs> right. we don't want Miley. We want Hannah. Yeah, going off she the was the, right now. She was the original person signed on, and... The, the little blurb I read said that um, she dropped out. Because Billy Ray is a nightmare be, to work because with. Because she wanted to focus on making a musical comeback. So that's basically when she decided, oh, I want to be like a major pop star on my own. That's when she decided to make That's when she shaved the, the head and became what we know now. No, I think that's, no it's got to be Miley like, Cyrus. that's like Party in the USA, Miley. I don't know what that is. Is it her song? The Party no, in the sorry, I, I, anyway. I don't know what that is. Gavin's like forty-seven. No, it's it's I I listen to older things. Yeah, because anyway, you were born in nineteen forty-seven. Anyway, let me let me read this cast read, list. Read the cast. For read you. the cast. Start at the top because I'm not a thousand percent sure on all of their names. Okay. Adam Sandler played Count Dracula. Oh wait, before 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 you talk about that, I the one voice I did pick up, Steve Buscemi. 
Yeah, I was Buscemi's like, Buscemi. unmistakable. Yeah, he's good. Uh, so Andy Samberg played Jonathan. Nice. Selena Gomez played Mavis. Kevin James was Frankenstein. No. Yeah. From Grown Ups? <laughs> the King of Queens was in this movie? Uh, Fran Drescher was Eunice, his yeah. wife. You had Buscemi was Wayne the werewolf. and His name's Wayne? Yeah, Wayne. Cool. Yeah, and his, his wife was Molly Shannon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Griffin the Invisible Man was David Spade. Yeah. You had CeeLo Green was Murray the Mummy. Okay, it was CeeLo. John... Hold on, real quick. Whatever happened to CeeLo? I don't know, man. They disappeared. I have no idea. Uh, John Lovitz was the chef character Quasimodo. I did like that Esmeralda was his rat. Yeah. I thought that was that, cute. I thought that was cool. And Chris Parnell was Mr. Fly. Yeah, I got Chris Parnell. I was like, that's That's cereal, an that... epic list. And there's more. There's there's other, there's more. That's just the main ones. I was like, that's Cyril. That's Cyril Figgis right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's a crazy big cast. That's ridiculous. Yes. It's basically Adam Sandler called in every favor and said, hey, come, come be in this well, movie. Well, when you got that Sony money... I it's guess. Like, just like making it rain. I guess. The budget for this movie was 85 mil. That, that's That's it? not that much, yeah. And they made almost 400 mil. Well, again, I mean, I don't really think Adam Sandler needs money. No, he doesn't, but... I'm not I, sure Kevin James needs money because he's on Adam oh, Sandler. Oh, yeah, he's living on that mall cop money? No, he's living on that Adam Sandler <laughs> on that Happy money Madison production. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. But anyway, I, I was I'm just so impressed that, with that cast, and I thought they all did a good job. Mm-hmm. I didn't think any of them tried to, you know, take over. They all kind of fell into their characters, and they just did what they did. And you know, I don't think there was any groundbreaking voice work in that because they were all just using their voices. Sandler's was kind of weird sometimes. I thought Sandler was cool. It kind of reminded me. There were of... there were a couple times that he sounded like he was just like, "I'm in the booth. It's a Tuesday at 8 a.m. I want to talk like this. Come back here." There was a couple yeah. times I was like, eh, "You know, maybe I don't know. A little I, bit I liked his paid. Dracula voice. It kind of reminded me of Gru from Despicable Me." Um, have you seen that movie? Yes. Okay. I, you know, I, I just kind of like that. You know, he just kind of fell into that pseudo Eastern European Dracula sound that we kind of, you know, associate with Dracula. Associate, yeah, the blah blah blah. <laughs> I like, don't, don't say, say blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought they did a good job. I like that they brought that gag back. That was yeah, good. That was nice. So let's let's just let's just hear it from you, Josh. Did you like this movie? I adored this movie. Yes. Um, so a happy. A complete contract. Contrast. Words hard. A complete contrast from last week. Yeah, no kidding. You were I, I, disappointed I was like, last I was, week. I was sitting there like a like a small child. I was like, oh, it's a movie. Um, I don't think he whipped out his phone no, once. No, didn't didn't do it once. Yeah. I, I wanted to only because I wanted to pop up IMDb and look at the cast list. Oh right, right. That was because right. I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this movie like was really I and I, I paused it once. And I interrupt, like I was like, "Hey, Gavin, 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 Gavin!" Like three <laughs> times, just because the little bitty attentions to detail oh, so that they good. put in this movie so good. are really, really good. Like, uh, there's and there's that one gag that was just—it was just stupid. It was a throwaway gag. I don't know why they did it, <laughs> but I, I pointed it out and I was like, "Clever, right there. That was pretty good." Uh, it's when uh, Dracula, like he's. At the very beginning, when all the you know monsters come in, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, everybody, thanks for coming to the party. And there's a bunch of uh, frogs that form a little stool, and he stands on them. I'm like, 
Toadstool. That's really good. <laughs> I was like, good job, guys. Yeah, there's throwaway a throwaway gag. That's so great. That though. I don't. I, I I would be willing to bet not a lot of people caught that. Just because I didn't. Just because it's and a stupid I've little thing. I've seen it before, and I I mean I saw that he was standing on a little stool made of toads, but it didn't register in my head as a visual pun. Yeah, like, I didn't, I, I watched I didn't it, I'm see like, it. I, I want to know which animator put that in. I want to write yeah. and be like, good job, bro. Nice I job, got, I got dude. It. I got yeah. it, man. I'm blown away by all of the detail in the Jonathan's, scenery. Jonathan's hair actually yeah, the, worked. The hair like, was, it was really like, good. I look how it kind of got... Like it was, it was all right here, but then when you got close to the top, you could see like individual strands and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I think that all plays in. The, the attention to detail on this movie was ex, extraordinary. And what I like the best is, is all of the scenes and the textures in the environments, you know, especially in the hotel, you know, the, the stone and the wood and mm-hmm. the glass and the, the tapestries and carpets and every little piece of it felt like it was tangible and real. It was all really stylized and romanticized and clearly animated, but it had such rich, beautiful texture to it that you loved watching these characters, you know, roam around in this extravagant, crazy, awesome castle out in, you know, outer Transylvania, wherever they are in the haunted Not Transylvania woods. proper. Yeah. This is like the suburbs in of the Transylvania. <laughs> exactly. And I and I you know, even when they're out and about in the haunted forest and you know, every scene had just such beautiful lighting and texture and the coloring, the design work. I'm just really impressed by it. I think the character design is spectacular as well, but for me it's all that layout design and the environments that they're in that really elevate this movie artistically. Yeah. Um that that first shot that we see when they create the castle and uh, when they when they first out, walk into the lobby and then they do the zoom, zoom out, out that yeah. was phenomenal spectacular it shot so good i agree i uh, that's one of those like i wish i would have seen it on a big screen mm-hmm. just to see if it because i because i mean and that happens like whenever you take something and shrink it down it always is going to look better because right. it's smaller to be fair, you were sitting about eight feet away from what is that? A sixty-inch yes. TV. So Actually, no, no, it was fairly it's cinematic. 60, it's fifty-five. Oh, how honest of you, Josh. And it's in four K. But <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but I, I, I think artistically speaking, this movie is great. Now, what do you think about the the characters and the story? Because I know that's your bag. I want to let you talk about that. The character I like the designs of the character, which is which is weird because like I don't like monsters, like yeah we know you don't like skeletons. I don't like skeletons. They but there wasn't had, a whole lot. There were two. There were yeah. two. This whole thing. I thought that was great. I was yeah. like, good. I don't have to see them. <laughs> um, but their scenes were kind of funny. Like he puts his hand in, yeah, like in the female skeleton. She's like, ah. <laughs> um, then he, you know, they you see her showering and they're like, ah. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> two O's. Um. I thought the the werewolf kids yeah. were great. I thought that was a nice little, little pack little of touch. werewolf kids. Um, and the one calm one. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Invisible Man was great. I, I thought his him. character design was pretty good. Yeah. There was a lot of emotions that you could see with his glasses. <laughs> I'm not being fun. I'm, like, I'm, I not, know. I'm not joking. Like, I know. That was the, since if that's all you have to emote with, right. they did a really good job like of making him skeptical, you know, mm-hmm. confused, happy. Yeah. It's kind of like a really good job. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of Cars 
because they kind of just play with the roof line a little bit and kind of like the top of the mm-hmm. windshield to give their eyes a little more emotion. And they kind of did the same thing with the top of the glasses for him. And it, it played into that. Yeah, anyway, I th- I continue. That was really good. I just had to um, get cars in there. Dracula, he was all right. Yeah, it's interesting. I think he might be the weakest character design. I think yeah. they went kind of typical. Uh, he with was him. probably the first one, and they probably made him. Like, when, when did Despicable Me come out? Oh, gosh. I want to say it was. It was before 2010. This, wasn't it? But it, it was definitely before this. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I think before. they may have tried to make him a little bit. Like Groot? Like Groot. And I think that's where it doesn't really work. He's mm-hmm. he's the weakest character design. I agree. But everybody else, I think. Was but good. I like the way that he moves, and oh, I like yeah, the way like, that he turns the, into the a bat. The way that they animated him, like and his if, magic. If he was in a different movie, like and mm-hmm. the characters looked like him, mm-hmm. I think it would have been great. Yeah. But it he just didn't fit aesthetically in this movie. He, he just looked weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he doesn't really look anything like his wife and his daughter. And basically, the only human-esque people, so it would be his wife, his daughter, and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Those are the only human-ish people in here. And then all the people right. in the town. He looks nothing like any of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's like, eh, that, it's semantics, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, little Mavis. Give me, Adorable. Give me more Little Mavis. <laughs> She's so, she's so especially cute. when she's a little bat. Oh my gosh! So cute. With the big eyes. Yeah. Oh. It reminded me of Baby Judy Hops. Yes. So yeah. cute. <laughs> uh, dude, I, since that's been on Netflix, I don't know how many times I've watched that. Seriously? Yeah. Oh man, I haven't had time to watch it in well, a while. What I usually do is I I like to put something on while I go to sleep, mm-hmm. and and you end up staying up for two hours. Well, yeah, the, the first <laughs> night. But now, like, I can get to, you know, when she hustles Nick. Right. And then it kind of, then like, okay, big time now. Yeah. But I always see that beginning little bit with, I, I want to know what happened to that sound. Like, that little cat that does the oh, sound. Oh, he's so cool. The, what happened I love to him? him. The little what happened AB to kid. him? <laughs> That's great. Zootopia 2. Oh, man. So when they do, you know, electric Zooaloo, um... <laughs> Maybe we can go back to him. Uh, recycling brought to you by Josh Kane. Dun, dun. Keep going on characters. Um, let's see. Or uh, move on to story. I like, uh, honestly, I like Jonathan when he wasn't in. I didn't like his hair. I understand what they were doing. Well, I, they, I I think in Hotel Transylvania too, he doesn't like, have to play good, the game. Yeah. Good. Um. I don't know because I haven't seen it yet either. So I think. Well, we'll I mean, we once, both might watch it this weekend. Well, dude, once we're done with this podcast. Yeah gonna watch it so <laughs> nice um i mean it's 10:05 right now mm-hmm. so we finished this up i'll watch that it'll only be like a you know one o'clock I mean, it's fine yeah but so then you watch half of zootopia and then you go to bed exactly yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean other than that i i didn't like he again going back to dracula only character that just didn't fit everybody else i thought was great mm-hmm. um like Everything looked like it belonged in that universe. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really can't think of anything character-wise that, other than Drac, that was was about. I did I do like that they gave him the nickname Drac. Yeah, I thought that was I like that too. Nice, good mm-hmm. job, guys. Yeah. Um, story-wise, I thought the story was great. Yeah. I liked, had a little romance, like you yeah, like. Yeah, we we got a romance. We got two kisses. We only didn't, we didn't get to see one of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we get we got a kiss. I was like, oh. 
I did like the they called it zing. Yeah, like, I thought that was like, a cute little they hook. Zing. <gasps> you only zing once. Yeah. <laughs> that was really That's good. That's a really cute hook. Yeah. I like that too. Do you like the premise? I think the premise is it's not new. I mean, it's kind of like Monsters Inc. It's it's a little bit like some other things where they're kind of flipping it from the monster's perspective and they're actually scared of humans and you know, I think yeah. that's not new, but I love the way that they played this one cuz it's like, well, let's let's like look at what their solutions are and Dracula comes up with the solution of having this getaway resort for monsters. We don't have to be afraid for a week. You know, come vacation here. I think that's really clever. Though it was really good. I it was it was veiled. It wasn't really like pronounced. It was you know, with the whole you know, they're not gonna like us mm-hmm. because we're different. Right. So they're gonna be scared of us and, and want to kill us. And you can apply type thing. whatever difference exactly. you want to it's to like, that. I thought that was just like, well, go go apply whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, it could be intolerance of any type, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a message about yeah. you know acceptance and. And then when they go to Transylvania, it's mm-hmm. you know everyone's happy. Everyone loves <laughs> right. monsters because it's the way that you know we are today. Everyone right. loves monsters and stuff. And for me, when they decide to go after Jonathan, that's when the movie goes up another notch and gets really good. Like, I think it's enjoyable and fun up until that point. But at that point, when Dracula realizes, oh my gosh, we got to go get this guy. And he rallies his buddies and they go off outside of the safety of the hotel to get him. That was going to be grown-ups too. That's when, (laughs) oh gosh, don't even talk about that train wreck. But that's when the movie for me just really hits it home and it just gets going and I, I get so excited for that yeah. second or that last third of the movie. It just mm-hmm. really makes it for me. Yeah, and I, I like the bit with uh, Bashimi eating the uh, oh eating my the sheep gosh, on the road. He eats those sheep. He's like, what? There's no sheep anymore. Let's go. <laughs> I that was a really good gag. Man, when they're driving that car along that uh, road that's winding along that cliff's edge and there's that wooden fence along it, it's so exquisitely rendered. The rock face and the, the grains in the wood that looks like a splintery fence. Like mm-hmm. if you touched it, you'd get a splinter. And I just like love the attention the, to the, the detail. The detail in this, like, cause, and I, I paused the movie on mm-hmm. this one just because I thought it was such a cool touch. When they're in the airplane, mm-hmm. Jonathan, if you see his head, and then throughout the cabin, just like normal planes, there's like a few lights here. One light over here, a couple spots where there's mm-hmm. no lights whatsoever. Just, you know, the little bitty lights that are on. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I saw one stewardess light that was on, <laughs> um, which was like, well, you I mean, spotted that too. And the like, you see that speaker Yeah. when he's coming over the loudspeaker. There's like grime, like little fingerprints on the loudspeaker. Yeah. That was so good. It's exquisitely I was like, detailed. Oh my gosh, that's, yeah. that's so perfect. There was one thing that I, I thought was a little bit weird, like the, well, I mean, it's not weird. It's I thought that would have been an even nicer touch. All of the uh, nozzles for the little vents were all the same. There weren't ones that were like peeking off to the side or anything uh, like that. They were all little straight. air vents. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh well, that would have been. I understand, but I was like, that would have been kind of cool when it was like, you know, like a little yeah. cocked here and there. That would have been kind of cool. Well, I'll write Sony a letter and tell them. You do that. Josh Kane said all your vents were straight. <laughs> it's like, make one of those <laughs> vents different. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie uh, really ends quite well, I thought. 
but also leaves enough open for a sequel. Yeah. So not having seen the sequel, uh, either of us, what do you think is going to happen in Hotel Transylvania 2? Well, what I've seen from Netflix, it appears that they have a baby. Yeah, you can see that in the uh, title card, right? Yes. Yeah. Other than that, that's the only thing I know. It's probably going to be like what... Uh, what so was, it'll be what a half-vampire kid, like Twilight? Yeah. Which, that's a really funny Twilight they jab did that the they Twilight. made. He's that's watching the in-flight film. <laughs> that was good. It's really good. And then, good. like... Uh, uh, when Adam Sandler's rapping at the end, he yeah. talks about Simba, Nala, and the Lion yeah, King. Yeah, like, they got a zing like that? when Nala looked at Simba in the Lion King. That was really good. <laughs> that was a bad rap. But that was really good. I didn't write it. Uh, well, I mean, no, I mean, you, you spoke uh, it. you saying I'm not an MC? That was wickety, wickety, wick. <laughs> Ouch. So, I mean, we... It, it's probably going to be like a... What, what, what's the baby's name in Incredibles? JJ? Um, Jack toot, Jack. Toot, Jack Jack? Toot, yeah. Toot. <laughs> Zootopia again, man. That's toot, hilarious. Toot. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be like what they kind of did in that little uh, incredible short with Jack Jack where he's finding his powers and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's probably what they're going to do with this one. He's like, going to find his powers and yeah, maybe. stuff like that. Because, I mean, really, there's no villains in this movie. There's nothing like... I mean, the humans kind of are until they... Well, but they're, but they're really... Until they're all just fans of the monsters at the end. Yeah, I mean, but the, there was there's not a bad guy, is right. what I mean. Right, Which was really nice, because, I mean, if we look at, like, all these movies now, there's always a bad guy. This, there was no bad guy. Yeah. I hope that this next one, and, like, two, and three, hope they don't have bad guys. I hope it's just, like, this kind of, like... Finding yourself, being yourself type stuff, you yeah. know, lovey-dovey stuff. I like that. I don't want a bad guy. Okay. There probably will be a bad guy. I don't know. I, I, but I don't know why they would or how they would introduce like one. Like in uh, Despicable Me, we had a bad guy. Sure. Um, Zootopia, we've got a bad guy. Tangled is a bad couple people. But I mean, a lot of stories kind of require a villain to help drive the tension. Which is, and, and that's why I like this movie. There's no, I mean, there's really no villain. Yeah, I mean, the villain all, all is the villains, an idea. Yeah, like all the villains that, you know, perpetrated the act of, you know, uh, them killing his, uh, Mary? Martha. Martha. Them killing Martha. See, I want, never mind, sorry, I was about to make a Batman vs. Superman joke. Martha, <laughs> there's a whole thing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, um, but yeah, with them killing Martha, they're all dead. They're, they've been dead for like 800 years, so mm -hmm. they're all dead. doesn't matter about them. Right. So your bad guy, gone. Your people now, everyone's totally cool. Yeah, but they didn't know that because they had isolated themselves. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there's no bad guy. That's what right. I was going to talk about. I, I didn't know if we were going to go into because like when it starts off in 1895 yeah i'm like are we gonna is this gonna be a period piece? yeah josh was disappointed at first like oh gosh but then it was like oh present day it's like so she's like a hundred <laughs> but yeah i mean i thought that was really good like what i didn't want was there was going to be like a villager that was going to be after them right something like that right which glad we didn't have that was sure. really nice excellent well i mean do we want to talk very quickly about anything we didn't like about this movie there wasn't a whole lot um uh, adam sandler's voice 
That's it. That was it. Well, a little bit of his character and design. His, yeah. It seemed Adam a little Sandler's character. predictable. Yeah. I liked his character a lot. I liked his voice. I, I thought I did, it was I did, appropriate. I did like his character when he did kind of do that twist. Yeah. When uh, he and Jonathan are actually having fun on the uh, tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little bit. I was like, yeah. okay, this is nice. I kind of like you now. Yeah. Yeah, I have very little to say bad about this movie. I, I thought it was delightful. I think that they're... The first third of it, maybe, you know, it's all about gags and, you know, showing you all these different monsters. And yeah. it takes a but little bit the... for the story to develop, but you have enough to laugh about through that whole part yeah. that and it's all okay. The, all the gags worked. Like, I don't think any of them really fell. Right. Um, I mean, I, well, no, I, you know, I guess you do have a, a villain in this movie. I guess it's Quasimodo. Kind of. He's like... Yeah, he's just he's kind of really the idiot that's going to mess things up if yeah. he gets his way. But... He's not really a just villain. Just like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Jeez, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's a garbage movie. Um, <laughs> starting short... Sorry. This is the only thing I think of when... I know. Yeah, most people do. <laughs> also, John Cleese. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Really bad-wise... Nothing really jumps out yeah. at me. And I, I think it's something that, you know, people of all ages could enjoy. I don't think, I mean, maybe if your kid scares really easily, there might be a couple of moments. Like when Dracula, like, yeah, he, he does do you know, he, he kind of, yeah, he does that scary monstery face. But I mean, really, it's not a scary movie at all. It's just full of monsters, and they're delightful, and they're funny, and there's I think there's stuff there for kids, and a ton of little jokes thrown in stuff. for adults. Like toadstools. Like toadstools. Um, and, you know, you've got Beethoven, and he grunts the Fifth Symphony, and uh-huh. things like that. Uh, you know, little nods here and there to Lion King, and to Twilight, and other things like that. So and there's I've, probably tons of stuff we missed, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen it a couple times now, and I discovered new things this time. So there, it's just full of full of things to discover. So I, I recommend it for anybody. Yes. It's delightful. It's definitely a recommend. Yeah, excellent. And then go watch Hotel Transylvania 2 on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, it is on Netflix. All right, well, you want to do uh, move it into the top five? Well, we have to do our ranking. What do we think oh, about this Oh, yeah, movie? we got to rate it. I always rate go it. first. Do you? So, yeah, you always Okay, you, you always think about your do... rating no, 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 scale. No, 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 you always make me go first. I feel honored. So I'm going to go first again. Oh, do it. So out of Dipper Pines. Oh, we're up to Dippers. I'm going to give this, I think I've done Dipper twice. I think Dipper is going to be my Jimmy. Well, Kirkin. it is your nickname. Yeah. Um, out of Dipper Pines, I'm going to give this four, five Dipper Pines. Five. five. I gave it five. Woo! Like, I love Josh this. Came. I loved it so much. While we were waiting for the uh, computer to boot up, I put it in my Amazon cart. So <laughs> that's awesome. Quite nice. I'm very pleased that you enjoyed this movie because there's nothing better than showing something to somebody and they really enjoy it. You know, I, I that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed this movie too. I think the artwork is really beautiful in it, and I love it so. I personally rank this one out of five Jiminy Crickets. I give it a 4.5. What the heck, man? It's not a five for me, but it's way up there. I I, I really enjoy what, what, it. What gives it? What knocks at that point five? It's not Pinocchio. <laughs> There's only 
maybe four or five animated movies ever that I would give a five. I've given one five out on the show so far. What was it again? Prince of Egypt. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's fantastic. So, now for top five? Yes. Let's go straight into our top five. All right. And now, for another top five. Well, now that we're ready to do the top five, I'm going to explain what we're going to do this week. So there's, there's been this topic that's been going around uh, about this trend of Disney in particular remaking all of their animated movies into live action films. And we feel like we're, you know, on the fence about some and we're for some and we're against some and blah, blah, blah. But the, they only ever go one way. They never seem to turn their live action films into animated films. So... Josh Kane and I are going to do a hypothetical wish list here of our top five Disney movies that are live action that we would love to see them reimagine as animated movies. This was the hardest thing you've ever done on this show. <laughs> it was a challenge for me too, but I'm excited about it. And uh, who, who do we want to go first this time? I can't um, remember who went first last time. I'll take it because you actually know what you're talking about oh, okay so i'll let you do your number one and you can spout for 20 minutes on what you're doing. <laughs> all right so what's your number five my number five surprise surprise is going to be a little movie that came out i want to say i should have written dates down by these that's some fine research there josh yeah. Kane. but i went with the prince of persia Oh, I never saw that. Did you see that movie? Yes, Jakey Gyllenhaal himself was in that movie. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, is that movie based on a video game? Yes. Was that video game based on anything else, or was it its own thing? I think it was just its own thing. I don't think it was based on anything. Okay, so I heard that it wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. I find it interesting that they didn't cast a Persian. Video game movies are extremely hard to do. Because of the amount of things that you can get away in video games that you cannot get away with like what? in real life. Like with Assassin's Creed that's coming out. Basically, it's like wall running and parkour and assassination. And another thing that doesn't really translate whenever you do movies from video games. Video games are all things that you as the player mm-hmm. do. Like right. the, It's different ways that you react to a situation... You do whatever you're doing. Like, in Assassin's Creed, it's like, you know what? I could kill this guy by running up the side of this church and jumping on top of him, or I can blend in with the crowd and sneak up and, you know, jank this guy right here. If you do that in a movie and your guy just runs up the side of the church and jumps down and kills him because it's cool. Hang on, hang on. Which button is the jank button? Uh, jank button is usually, let's see, I got this. Jank button would probably be um, A, maybe a? X. Okay. A um, to jank. A to jank. Continue. Um, that should be the name of our gaming podcast, A to jank. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you, you run up, you know, kill the guy like that just because cinematically it looks way cooler than just blending in with, you know, these want, like these monks that are walking by. But if you're one of the guys like me that like to use the monks all the time, it's like, oh, well, I wouldn't have done that. So it's kind of already a disconnect. So it's really hard 
to make you know video games into live action movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas you take a video game and turn it into an animated thing. Like Halo's done that a few times, right? Um, with varying degrees of success. Um, the same thing with like if you go to you know cartoons like Batman and Superman and stuff like that. Like Superman, I don't think has really ever translated to the big screen very well at all. Okay. But whenever you translate him to animation, totally works. Hmm. I can, I can get on board with what you're selling there. Plus, then you can actually make your characters Persian. Right. Or you could not cast Jake a Persian. Gyllenhaal. I mean, yeah. You know. Interesting. All right. That's a good pick. I like it. I support your, your pick there. Support your video games, kids. Yeah. All right, my pick, number five, is a movie that came out... 1930. No, it oh. came out, I want to say 2004. Oh, Lord. Um, And it came out after Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. And the success of that movie, based on an attraction in the park, spawned another movie based on an attraction in the park called Haunted Mansion. Oh. Starring Eddie Murphy. And... I went into that movie with such high hopes and left that movie well, here's your with problem. such here's disappointment. Your problem. You went into a movie with high hopes, but Eddie Murphy's in the movie. That's well, your problem right there. Yeah, neither one of us are big Eddie Murphy fans. Um, I, you know, he's very popular and, and you know a lot of people love him. He's just not my bag. But I don't think it was him that really ruined this movie for me i just think the whole thing fell flat and i think that i would love to see what they could do if they animated a movie based around the haunted mansion maybe gave it a little more of a story and they could really animate you know all of those famous scenes in the attraction that everybody knows and loves yeah and they could really give it a lot more magic and you know ethereal effects and i just i i would love to see them animate that and you know bring some of those characters to life that are in the mansion that you know don't really say anything and you know a lot of them have names but we don't know anything about their story i would love it you know they're doing a a comic book series based on the haunted mansion right now and it's been hugely popular and i would love it if they you know parlayed that into a feature animated film. I think that would be great. So that's my number five. I like it. Um, my number four, I'm going to go with the Pirates, just because. The Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Or Caribbean? Care, you know, the, the chicken. Um, the, the Capri Sun. Pirates of the Capri Sun. That would actually oh. be a better mm. show. Um, just because, I, I mean, pirates are cool. My problem Indeed. is you're going to... Just because we've already done this and it is so popular, you're going to have to do a cartoon version of Jack Sparrow, which I would be happier if they don't do a cartoon version of Jack Sparrow. Hmm. Like, if they just do, like, make it completely different. Don't even use Jack and Will. Make this a completely separate story. You don't have to mention them anything. Because, like, in I've never been... But is the ride, does it even mention the Black Pearl or anything like that? Well, here's a little bit of history. But before, before the movies. No, here's a little bit of the history. The, the ride was created in, and opened in 1967. And it's basically just a band of unnamed pirates 
that are sacking this town. And it's, it's hugely popular and has been since day one. And its popularity spawned this idea of creating a movie. So they created these characters. None of these characters in the movie are in the attraction when they created it. So when they, and the movie became a huge success. And as we all know, spawned a huge franchise of subsequent movies. And so at their 50th anniversary, which was in 2005, Disney went into the attraction and added Jack Sparrow and Captain Barbosa, and they added some effects with um, Davy Jones, and then later they brought in um, Ian McShane to do some work in there. And so that because at a certain point, you know, kids who knew pirates first from they the movies, knew. they would come to the attraction and they would say, well, where's Jack Sparrow? Where's the, I mean, the story is about these people. Where are they? And it, it didn't make sense. So they brought them in and I feel like they wove them in in a brilliant way. I think it's beautiful Especially the way they Shanghai. brought them in. Well, yeah, that's, that's incredible. Ridiculous. Oh my gosh. And uh, so, yeah, that's a little bit of the history. So no, they did not pull those characters from the movie. It, it was kind of a, a weird symbiosis that happened because the attraction spawned the movie and then the movie spawned additional elements added to the attraction. So here's my thing. If you make an animated series and you don't do any of the the pirates from the films, is there a pirate that is at least mentioned maybe by name? None on... are mentioned by name in the attraction. Maybe but there are pirates that are recognizable. Like everybody would know the pirate captain. Everybody would know well, there's I mean, a certain I female mean, character is, that everybody would is know. Is there a person that we know who he and his wife take a picture of their relative's name? Oh my gosh, where are you going with this? I was trying to I was trying to make a not so subtle thing about Liam from Cloud City Cast because oh. he's got the pirate ancestor. Oh, Lafitte. Lafitte. Okay. And it, there is Lafitte's Landing. Right. So it's like, well, hey, why don't you use him? You already got a pirate. <laughs> so it's like, and the Adventures so, of Lafitte. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, Pirates oh. of Lafitte. Lafitte, Lafitte of the Lafitte Caribbean. Lafitte the Caribbean. There we Ooh, go. That could be cool. Yeah. That. So you're thinking series. Yeah, think series. Oh, that could be fun. That would be, I think it would be pretty nifty. Hmm. Like, All if right. it's one of those, like, maybe not, you know make it into a movie that could be mm-hmm. a cool animated series though yeah i like it i like it all right we're going long gavin what's your number four we are going long number four i'm going i am going back in time here for an oldie but a goodie it's actually Old Yeller. it's actually one of my very favorite disney live action movies and i love it and i think it's perfect but i've always wanted to see this story animated because i think there's so much potential there and that's Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea okay have you ever seen that movie yes it's a brilliant movie. Well, they, I love it. They made it. a movie with, uh, I think, John Cusack's in it. What? Yeah, that was the Poseidon Adventure. But whatever. Oh, anyway. my gosh. You're the worst. So I, I, I just think that that tale in and of itself is such a wonderful, marvelous, fantastical adventure. And it takes them all over the world to every type of undersea geography and you know landscape and filled with all these different sea creatures and tasks that they have to accomplish obstacles that they have to overcome and i man i would love to see that animated in a feature film is that Vern? jules Vern, yes, yes. Uh, one of the original science fiction masters 
you're gonna see a theme in all my stuff it's all, all science, science fiction, fiction fantasy yeah all of it did you put flight of the navigator on there no i didn't um i think flight of the navigator is a neat little movie and i love it in and of itself i think it would but make, i think it would make i wouldn't really do anything I, with I think it. it would make a better series than it would a movie yeah maybe Maybe just because you can you can delve it out more. And... I believe that was Sarah Jessica Parker's film debut. I don't know Possibly. that for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it was. All right, my number three. My number three. Oh boy, this will be a good one. It's either going to be. Wait, no, you got to pick one. Well, it's it already had a remake. That's fine. One of mine is actually like a sequel that I want to have. Okay, so go well, ahead. Then I want either uh, Escape to Witch Mountain or <laughs> Race to Witch Mountain. Okay. I want one of those. Okay. Just because I always thought that, you know, the whole twins being, you know, special. I've never seen like any of those movies. Dude, watch Race to Witch Mountain. Is it good? Yeah, it's got The Rock in it, dude. Yeah, I knew it had The Rock. I do like The Rock, he's entertaining. Just, dude, just watch now, it. the original one, though, that's from, like, the 70s or something, isn't uh, it? Something like that. Maybe earlier. It's old. Yeah, it is old. So it... But they but they remade it to Race to Witch Mountain, which made it right. cooler. So maybe do okay. Race to Witch Mountain. So... I'm going through puberty. Maybe do, <laughs> you know, Race to Witch Mountain, you know, an animated movie. So what of... about it makes you want to see it in an animated form? Why are you gonna ask me these hard questions? I mean, that's kind of the it whole question really we're asking. It was really hard for me because I had to go through a list of Disney live-action movies and be like, "Oh, I liked that oh, movie." Oh, so it's just one you like and you like yeah. to see it again in yeah. animated form. The only, the only one I, I mean, wanted. I guess the, that's okay. My number <clears> one <throat> is like the only one that I actually care about. Oh, okay. So, All right. Cool. I, yeah, I mean, the the story was good in it. Like when, like mainly Race to Witch Mountain because Escape to Witch Mountain that was kind of like. Whoa! Um, I watched that on Sci-Fi a lot when I was young. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ray, I think Race is a better movie. Okay. But you know, either one of them I think would be cool. Like if you animated it, made it you know modern, I think it would be pretty nifty. Gotcha. All right, my number three. Now I'm going to the larger Disney umbrella for this pick. I'm actually gonna make a lateral move and go over to the Lucas Arts studio okay for this pick so it's still under the disney umbrella uh but it's a it's a series and a franchise that is near and dear to me but i feel like the fourth installment of this series was awful the second installment wasn't too good either no you're wrong it's great whoa no it's great and i will fight you on that i will fight you on that but indiana jones Indiana Jones and the I can't even remember the stupid name of it. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Just just was do just, just do terrible. Indiana Jones. And I would love to see them redo that story in an animated way because here here's my one of my biggest problems with it. The Indiana Jones films, the original 3 and episodes 4, 5 and 6 of Star Wars feature a young Harrison Ford who has that screen presence, that charisma, that youthful cockiness that just made him leap off the screen. And everybody loved Harrison Ford. Old Harrison Ford has zero of those qualities. And I don't think he translates as Indiana Jones. He doesn't translate as Han Solo anymore. I didn't think he was good in Force Awakens. He was awful. And 
I still love so Force Awakens. And I still say we kill them all. I mean, I didn't like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But anyway, I don't want to derail on, on that. What I want to say is I feel like Crystal Skull had a lot of potential, and it was all wasted. And I think that at this point, if I want to see the, tr- the franchise continue, that I would love to see it continue in an animated form. I know there's been talks to bring in a new actor to play Indiana Jones or to play a successor type, but I say no. I what say do you think about Jensen Ackles as what? Indiana Jones. No. You don't want Dean Ch- Winchester? No. <laughs> I can't believe you even posited that as a probable casting. What about Joe Flanagan? Casting. Who? Oh gosh! <laughs> no, no, Josh Kane, you're Why? you're bringing the podcast down right uh, now. No, animated. Go with your number two. My number <laughs> I two. I won't let you continue. Go. My number two is gonna be a little movie that cost Disney a lot of money. It's gonna oh, be. Oh, this might be one of my picks. John Carter. <laughs> Just because the book you have. Let's see. I, I see. That book is going to be really hard to make just because there's a lot of things uh, in that book that you cannot do for a kid's movie. It didn't have to be a kid's movie. Was Prince of Persia a kid's movie? I mean, it's a, it's a PG-13 movie based on a video game. Well, PG-13, okay. That, kid, that kid's I mean, play. Yeah, but I don't think PG-13 well, John is a kid's wasn't movie. PG. John, was John Carter PG? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. I just know it was crap. I watched it once and I was like, Ugh. it was terrible. So I you, absolutely just, love the John Carter books. Yeah, because like you They're have fantastic. a you have a really good premise that you can do. Like the book, it, like I only read the first one. It's so good. It's really, and I was like, well, this is like this will be a good, this will be a good movie. Yeah, it got if, me if they, very well, I, excited. I read it after I watched the movie. I think I read that book like 2013. I think that oh. came out in like 2010, 2012, something um, along yeah. those lines. 2000. Oh gosh! I thought it was newer. I thought it was like 2012. Like 10, 11, or 12, somewhere yeah. in there. But like I read, it, I think I read it in 2013. Yeah. And I was just like, this actually would have been a good movie. I know they missed really so many opportunities. But I, I feel like a lot of the things that you were saying about Prince of Persia or you know, Assassin's Creed, you know, making those into movies, there are things that those characters do in those games. When, it's similar to a lot of the things yeah, that like John Carter he, does in the book. He basically has, like, the superpowers. Yeah. Like, they did not... I don't know how you... It's, it's really hard to translate that into, like, for a live-action person, because then you got to make them look like a weird Superman-type thing. Right. Whereas, if you do it animated, it can yeah. totally work. Oh, yeah. But uh, I did like seeing Tim Riggins. <laughs> good old, good old Ruby Tim. Uh, all right. Texas forever. So my number two is one that I want to be the next installment in a franchise, and it's something that we've mentioned a little bit before, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen. It probably won't. So I think maybe they should just think about doing it as animated, and that is Tron Three. Now, I know that there's a ton of animation in Tron and Tron Legacy, but I would love to see it fully animated. Now, I don't know if you're aware of the TV a, series. They did do an okay. animated Tron TV And I series. love the look of it. It died really quick. I, I think it only had it 19 did. episodes. Yeah. It, it had one 
incomplete season. It was on Cartoon Network, wasn't it? I don't think it was I on Disney. I think it was on Cartoon Which Network. Which is weird. You would think Disney would want like throw that on XD where maybe all their it had stuff to do is... with their market study of where it should land. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if it would have worked on Disney or not. I mean, it didn't work wherever they put it. But I yeah. loved the look of it, and I thought it had so much potential visually. And that's what I love most about the Tron movies is the visualization of the grid and the programs in the grid and just that idea of lighting and power and how those things move within that world. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot stop looking at it. I am endlessly entertained by the visualization and the design work in those two movies. And I would love to see a fully animated Tron movie. I would eat it up. I wouldn't even care if there was a story. If it was just two <laughs> hours. It was just, just light cycles. Touring the grid. <laughs> yeah, I would I would watch it. You know the best part about those Tron movies? I don't know if I'm going to agree with what you're going to say. Bruce Boxleitner. Oh, I... Mm, Cindy Morgan. No, Bruce Boxleitner, <laughs> dude. He is pretty awesome. Well, he's Tron. Yeah, and he's, he's also the commander in Blabalon 5. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. He's, yeah. I liked they, him a they lot. Had, like, they had a dude in the first season, and he was like, no one really liked him. So mm -hmm. then they brought Box Lightner in yeah. in season two onward, and everyone's That's like, cool. this show's good. I was Except so the glad they good, were able to get him in Tron Legacy. I, he's fantastic. And they did, like, they did a really good job you know, when they made him super young in that weird kind mm -hmm. of like flash scene. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's actually really, really good. Yeah. But then they never did him again. It was like, oh, okay, well, you just did that for kicks? Okay. <laughs> it's very All right. Cool. So my number one. Drop it. I did not remember that this was a Disney movie. This, oh. was, this was probably one of the first... I mean, it's not one of the first movies I ever saw, but it's one of those movies that the first time I watched it, I wanted to watch it again and again and again and again. Wow. Is The Rocketeer. Oh, you know, I thought about putting that on my I list. I love The Rocketeer so much. I need I, to rewatch it. Here's my thing. I don't like that they're redoing it. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, but you want to redo it as an animated movie. I want to do it as an animated. Okay. Of basically the first movie. Okay. I don't I don't like that they're doing a new one. Are they doing a sequel it's or is it like a reboot kind no, of situation? It's, it's, it's a sequel and I'm like oh, okay. I don't want it to be a sequel. I want it to be You know, I need the first to movie over again. watch that again as an adult. I watched it when it came out and I think they I was in my a early fist teens. Fight on top of a dirigible, bro. It's pretty it's cool. It's so cool. It's pretty cool. But I I wasn't entertained Actually, no, by I'm sorry, it. it's not a dirigible, it's a Zeppelin. My bad. Sorry. Oh my god. Sorry, um, Josh Kane. Aren't those terms synonymous? Well, they're but not. If, if you're a Nazi, you use Zeppelins. Oh, I mean, yeah, but that's just. Anyway, I wasn't entertained by that movie, and I never understood why it was so popular. But it's got such a huge cult following now, and you know, everybody I know loves that movie. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's time I give that movie another chance. It's been 25 years or whatever since it yeah. came out, so I need to rewatch that. You know what? I think I would love that poster. I do like, like the, the design poster. work, a lot of those of the early marketing stuff mm -hmm. for that, and the Rocketeer's design is pretty neat. Yeah, it's it's re it's very you know like uh, I can't remember his name. Tell me out. Designer guy. It's very oh, Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers. Yeah, it's, it's got and, some similar uh, stuff. I, it, it works. The design works. The, the movie's good. It's mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, like, just give me that movie again. In fact, I need to go put 
uh, Rocketeer in my cart now, too. <laughs> you don't own it? You love it so much. I know. I had it on VHS. Oh. Harsh. Right. VA, I had it on VHS, but, <laughs> you know, when, you know, VHS died. So. Yeah, kind of did. Except at the the the, 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 the except at the DeCosmo house. They watched so tons of VHS. Talk. Yeah, seriously. Jeez. All right, so I will quickly drop my number one because we've already talked about it. My number one is John Carter. Of course. Because if Disney ever missed the mark, they <laughs> missed the mark with John Carter. They missed it. They missed Hall. It is one of the most fantastic and amazing novels I've ever read, that first John Carter book. It's one of my favorite science fiction fantasy novels of all time, and it is really just got me so excited and when I knew Disney was making a movie of it I thought hey Disney can do this and then I saw it <laughs> and man and like, Disney, it, why did you do this they missed out on every good opportunity with the story and I didn't feel like they pulled off the visual side of it very well at all no. I, I just I thought it was a weak effort but if they animated it Man, they could make it awesome. Agreed. So that's my top pick. I didn't have any honorable mentions. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I mean, like I said, I had thought of doing Rocketeer, but it was because I didn't like Rocketeer. Oh, dude. And maybe I need to rewatch it. Yeah, and... I'll, I'll get it. We'll rewatch it okay, again. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, that was a tough of, list. So I, I mean, I, I just came up with five. Why don't you like uh, Swiss Family Robinson? I mean, I think it's perfect. I like that one as a live adventure. I like all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies as live adventures. Um, you know what? I want. I want to change my. I want to take uh, pirates out. I won't put flight on navigator in. All right. I'll. I'll allow it. Yeah. All right. I think we're ready to wrap this puppy up. All right. You got any shout outs? Um, I do want to give a small shout out. A little to, bitty shout out. A little bitty one to our friends over at Cloud City Cast. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they had us on their. Um, Walt Wednesday, Marvel, no, Walt. It was a wonderful, wonderful world, world of, world, Walt Wednesday. World of, woo, woo. yeah. <laughs> they change the name like every 13 minutes. So. If, if you guys aren't already listening to Cloud City Cast, you guys need to subscribe to them and like them. They do three episodes a week. They're very ambitious. They do an episode of, of Marvel on Monday. They do an episode of Disney on Wednesday. And they do an episode of Star Wars on Friday. And they were gracious enough to allow us to co-host with their on their Disney episode this past Wednesday. It was episode 121. So you'll get to hear all four of us banter about um, the live-action movies that Disney's doing. And, uh, yeah, go give them some support. Give them some likes. They're great people. They've really helped us along in, uh, you know, showing us the ropes in this mm -hmm. crazy podcast game. And uh, if you don't already follow them, go give them a follow on Instagram. Tell them that you found them because of us, and maybe they'll give us, like, a sandwich. Yes, we like sandwiches. I love sandwiches. That was so random. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I wanted to you know, mention... You so random? Yeah. It was so random, sorry. <laughs> I wanted to mention another podcast, which I just started listening to, and it's actually done by a couple of ex-Disney animators. It's Tom and Tony Bancroft, and it is called the Bancroft Brothers Animation Podcast. So if you guys like what we do and just like listening to you know, discussions about animation and, you know, interacting with people who want to talk about animation. These guys are insiders. And I've listened to about five of their episodes now. It, they've got about 
52 or three yeah, episodes, I think, something like that. Been going for about a year. And they're insiders. And pretty much every episode, they bring on a current person who's working in the industry. So you get a lot of really cool inside stories about you know, the creation of animation and and the processes and you know all the ins and outs of it. So if you really are interested in animation, highly recommend those guys. I've been totally entertained. I just listened to the interview of Travis Knight, the director of Kubo and the Two Strings. Nice. It was fascinating. It's Absolutely amazing. amazing episode. So I'm trying to go through all of theirs and, and listen and, and catch up and stay current. But they're really entertaining. They do a great job. So listen to them. Yes. Yeah, tell them Animation Station sent you. Uh, but no, yeah, we'll have them on November-ish is when we'll probably Yeah, have we want to have the Cloud City people on our, our cast as well, and, and we'll uh, talk about animation. Yep. Okay, so I think we're, I think we're pretty good now. Got, do you have anything else? Nope, I've hit all my notes. All righty. Well, this is going to wrap it up for episode 11. Yeah, and episode or number two of Spooktober. Yep, Spooktober. We've got three left. Yeah, we do have three left. Uh, next week is Paranorman. Yes, another Leica feature. Alrighty, so for the Animation Station podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. TTFN. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes and join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 